Welcome to the Black Then, Black Now podcast. We're giving you an insight into the conversations between generations, the ones you may have at a dinner table or on your living room sofa. From discussing changing dating culture to the persistence of racism in football, we're concerned about looking at change and continuity. What was it like then? How is it now? Hi, I'm Jordan and I'm joined by Nora to discuss mistrust in the system and I'm going to start by introducing Nora if you'd like to talk about who you are. Introduce yourself. My name's Nora, as already said. I have three sons and I have seen firsthand what uh, the system can do to uh, a carer like me. I am a carer. What does it mean to be a carer? Carer is somebody who cares for another person in need. Uh, I I am an unpaid carer. I care for a loved one or for loved ones without pay. I look after them, see to their daily support, see to their supporters in making sure they they are safe, helping them access certain situations, other places where they may need to be, as in education, as in finance, as in housing, yeah. I basically a, a a carer without pay. That's what I am. That must be hard. Like, is that a lot of responsibility? Yes, it is an enormous responsibility. It is a big time responsibility. But I have learned as I have walked the journey of caring. I know that with caring comes a lot of anguish, a lot of pain because of the missed support. So it is a big, 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 massive responsibility because you're responsible basically for other lives or for another life in that you have to actually make sure they get support as they continue to live. And so that is a very big, big responsibility. Yeah. I can imagine that, like, since you have to, like, of course, like, giving as much as you do as a carer, like, you have to rely on, like, outside systems to help support. Like, who helps support you, support your children? It is a very vast institute, I would call it. It is a big time partnership. I have to, to work in partnership with many, many other places to support my loved one. I have to seek and I have to uh, be very articulate at what I have to do to seek caring. I have to read. I have to Google. I have to find out lots of things, go to platforms, attend meetings to get any support at all. Basically, I am supported by a carer's hub, which is based within the system 
have funded by the system. The HAB actually supports me in that I can go over if I'm overwhelmed. I can get some support towards looking for help. I can talk to somebody there. In my case, I work closely with the HAB because I also give back as in seeking ways of helping the HAB maintain a support for others like myself. Um, my peers. So I do lots of things towards that. And so in the process, I get supported in the process of seeking to support others through the hub. I get supported as well. Say, for example, I have had to link closely with the peers, find out if they need any support. I've had to be supportive in uh, in times of the pandemic whereby carers uh, needed to be supported in terms of the daily living as in uh, for example food maintenance so i had to be supportive in that i delivered i supported my peers by delivering food to them at their homes and yeah it's by uh, in basically I cannot explain how much there is to do to help others like myself. I cannot explain it just like that. It is a very, very big thing, but we do it together. We are in a situation together, so we lean together and support each other. Yeah. That sounds really positive. Like, such a case, like, it sounds like a really strong community there, like, I could imagine that there's a lot of workshops, like social events as well. Like, that sounds really empowering. Yes. The hub I'm related to, actually, tends to seek to empower carers like myself. So we seek to be empowered. I seek to be empowered. So I get empowered by seeking to support others. I find in helping others, I get substantial strength forward. I help myself in that way because I learn a lot about what is going on by helping others and by going for meetings. Because one other way I help is by making the platform to speak about things. And so that way I help myself too because I tend to hear a lot about others and realize that I'm not alone in them. Yeah. Very empowering. I'm trying to think of what to go on to now. Like, you've already told me a lot about, of course, like, who's helped you, supported you. Also, you told me about, of course, who you've helped, like, who you are helping. Where do you think, like, in terms of the biggest impact on you, and also, like, the biggest impact do you think you give, what do you think those two things are? So, like, let me summarize. So, like, what do you think has been like the biggest impact on who you are and what you do? And what do you think is your impact on people? That's a big question. I think my impact on people is that I am there for them, on the people I support. The impact on them is that they realize that we can do this together. I have impacted my society in that I'm willing to get up as soon as I'm called upon 
to go and do whatever there is I am being asked to do that is helpful and I'm able to do. So the impact is that we are strong together. I hold a lot of strength around myself and the people I care for uh, alongside my peers who care for their own loved ones. So I think there should be more explanation towards the East at a later time. Yeah, at this point, I think that's all I can give. Right. Is there anything that's came to mind that like you feel like, I haven't asked the direct question, but you wanted to mention it? Yeah. If I can take you back to the beginning of the conversation, I feel that there's a lot left to be desired in terms of supporting people like myself. I feel like there should be more support for people like me. I have endured a lot of suffering, I would say, and many of my peers go through a lot of suffering as they care for their loved ones. And if I can put it in a certain way, there's a lot of suffering in caring. Suffering for both the cared for and the carer. Yeah. Where does that suffering come from? All the suffering is because of not being supported properly. For example, I had to endure a very long process of waiting to be supported in terms of space to care for my loved ones. And it has been so difficult to actually get supported to be facilitated in in that way. So the struggle continues and it's been many, many, many years, very many years. And that has impacted my cared for loved ones growing up in a space not good enough for them to thrive. So the suffering is so, so enormous. I do not know how to even put it out. It would need to be addressed as a massive subject. It is such a, I don't have the words for it right now. Because it is so, so mind-boggling. From, like, from the multitude of, like, of course, you've had tons of conversations with, like, other carers, people in your community. I wonder, what's been a story that, like, has really struck your heartstrings that you, like, want to share or just something that kind of makes you think about, like, what it means to be a carer? The story is all the same all around. Like I've said, there is a lot of suffering. There is a lot of need to be supported. So wherever I go, I get lots of telephone conversations with my peers. And it is mostly about the care providers or the care provision being not adequate or the care providers not knowing what they're doing or they're not being enough funds to support carers as in uh, giving them time to take a little break. I in myself have not had a break in many years. It is something that would be very helpful for carers. It is important that we take breaks now and again but I've not had a break 
And so I feel that all my other peers are not having any joy in caring. The joy I get is because I care for my loved ones and I love to see them, to support them. I love to look at them and see their faces every day. But short of that, there is no joy given by the people supposed to provide. So I have to find my own joy. I have to find my own ways to support myself. I have to scout around and find ways of helping myself and my family to see the next day and see that we try and continue going until perhaps someday we get support. Yeah. Very admirable. What was it? That imagery of like finding, like seeing where you can find joy. That's like, yeah, that's quite powerful. I see that. Where do you think this strength has come from? Like ordinarily, I think under a certain amount of pressure, someone ordinary might just leave the situation. Where do you feel your strength comes from? I'd like to say, I'd like to be proud of myself. I'd like to point to the fact that I am a very strong personality, brought up to be a strong mother, a strong person within society, and a person with a very, very, very strong perseverance. I can persevere to the end. I never give up until things are better, as in good, better, best. Never let it go until your good is better and your better best. That's what I was always taught as a young girl. And as I grew up, I feel I have inculcated that into my loved ones. They remain strong, whatever the case. They handle their situations as strongly as I handle mine. And so together, we walk the journey of life, um, hoping we get somewhere properly. Um, we keep searching and searching and never give up searching for the support we've been begrudged so hopefully at some point we hope things will get better but we are very very strong together yeah togetherness a very strong message yeah i think we are coming close to the end of this conversation i kind of am curious if there was anything you could say to someone out there who was struggling in their own way to handle the problems, whether they're a young carer, a carer, just someone out there trying to do what they can, what would you say to them? Ah, that is a very good question. I, for one, have always felt that you cannot do it all in one go. You have to handle each day as it comes. You have to handle situations one by one. You cannot hold it all in one go um, in a cluster. You have to take it in mind and handle it slowly, not to rush it. You must not rush. A day at a time is what I was always told, a day at a time. In a carer's world, a day at a time is even too much. Sometimes it's probably an hour at a time. 
when things get so hard. So it's just um, understanding and realizing that I have a lot on my shoulders, um, making a resolution that I must at some point keep strong and eventually everything slowly unfolds appropriately to how I compose myself. So right now, I would say whatever is happening requires a lot of composition, a lot of stamina, and that I hold. And so I tell all my peers to keep coming together, keep making the platform, keep being present, keep getting up, getting dressed, and just making the time to be present so we can solve things together. Things are easier together. So I always encourage my peers like that. Yeah. That's lovely. All right. I would like to close. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah. Above all, I am so, so grateful because I've found the conversation very empowering, I would say, in that it has given me um, further opened my mind I am now looking forward to many more of these conversations. Uh, I just feel that as I go through any of the conversations, I will unfold and make sure I let go of whatever difficulties I encounter. But right now, the fight continues, the struggle continues, Uh, the struggle to be a carer continues. The struggle to keep calm continues. The struggle to keep safe continues. The struggle to uh, keep healthy continues. So not only for myself, but for my loved ones. And that is a big, 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 big load to carry. So I look upon anyone out there who can assist us, who can assist people like myself get a little leeway as we care. Thank you for having me and conversing with me. Thank you for sharing. That was very enlightening. I hope the audience is enlightened as well. And really big thank you, Nora. Really big thank you. Yeah. Thank you to everyone that listened. I've been your host, Jordan, signing off. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Black Then Black Now podcast would not be possible without the support of Do It Now Now, who have created the Voltage Revolution to give young Black London creatives opportunities and tools to give them a foot in the door. Make sure you keep updated on Black Then Black Now by following our socials at WeVoltage on Twitter and Instagram, where we'll be posting information about the team that has put this all together and exclusive behind the scenes footage.